see now it's like so the new feature you'll see it's going to show your name on there i wonder if it's clickable on stream like that would be pretty cool too you you tried clicking it just now your name that's weird it's it's in beta phase it's something they're testing out but um, yeah, I think it's so far a little bit easier than uh, Discord for me. Yeah, bro, let's, uh, I mean, yeah, I appreciate you again. What's up, uh, Lobster? Thanks for stopping by. Um, yeah, dude. <laughs> Dude, I, I, well, well, it's just week three. Week three. Is there any? Was there any good games? You know what I mean. defense it's a it's a great defense you know we don't have to get into that too much but with the Browns you know it's the same conversation each year and do I think that trading away um trading away their their Heisman winner was a good idea at this point I think so you know like we'll see what happens towards the end of the year but they just need someone that can throw the ball that's it you talk about that earlier right and then it, it's it's so sad like for me I root for the Browns all the time. I don't know if anybody else does just because they've been so bad, but having like two of one of the like best running backs behind the quarterback, like how do you not like want this team to succeed like 
having Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt just shove the ball north-south every freaking play is like just fun to watch. Yeah. Let's jump into your uh, your boys here. Hey, you, want, you want to talk? He, he let, first of all, he went against my opinion. I talked about it last time. Like one of the greatest like people at the helm right now. You know, like Lamar Jackson, the fantasy football destroyer. Like, do eleven carries for hundred and seven yards. There's not a running back right now. That is that is averaging 9.7 per carry. There is not. And then to also throw four touchdowns, I, I just don't. I don't know what to say. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. coming in that fourth quarter uh, really kind of put the game on its on its back end um, Patriots removing the ball down the field were able to get into good scoring positions but turning the ball over in the red zone and making careless errors uh, with the football in the middle of the field is not going to do you any favors and obviously Mac Jones yeah. going down with an injury towards the end there um, which I think is being reported as a high ankle sprain that's yeah. pretty severe he's getting a second opinion I believe either today or tomorrow but I'm not expecting him to play uh, this week or for the foreseeable future, I'm looking at possibly 8 to 12 weeks uh, without Mac Jones, which is uh, definitely not something Patriots fans want to hear, not something I want to hear. Not um, when Jimmy G's not there anymore. Yeah, I mean, you got you got Brian Hoyer who's going to take over, and Brian Hoyer, is uh, he's a guy. You know, he is a quarterback. He can throw the football, but Gage. he's not going to make plays for you. No. Um, it, I wouldn't surprise me if the Patriots kind of – change their identity a little bit and go to this really heavy ground and pound game mm-hmm. uh, from Andre Stevenson and Damian Harris. Um, really just trying to maybe, you know, 
build the defense into the box for him and maybe find some some open passes to um, yeah. Devontae Parker and Kendrick Bourne. I mean, Devontae Parker had his, his coming out game, five receptions for 156 yards, but uh, just not being able to get in the end zone. So we'll see kind of what what the Patriots look like moving forward, but they have a very tough game in Green Bay this week. I think they're yeah. ten and a half point underdogs, so it's going to be a very tough season. And then, and then, you know, Mac Jones. I don't think, like, you know, I don't think that he's terrible, you know, but he's just young, and and you can see he's spreading the ball out. He's looking for his options. He's not just you know, throwing it to two specific people like most rookies do. They get comfortable with a couple receivers and only give the ball to him. Like, you can see over here, we're spreading it out. Um, obviously, very much trusting Devontae Parker. I mean, as one would, he's going to catch the ball. But, I mean, I, w- I would, if I was out there, I-, I would try giving the ball to Hunter Henry a little bit more. I mean, this guy makes plays. Known yeah, for the Patriots it. last offseason spent a lot of money on both Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, and for them to have a total of five combined catches for what it was like 33 yards, um, that's just not going to get the job done. No. You put money into these tight ends, you want to get them more involved in the offense. Um, you're having them block a lot. You want to, you definitely, right. Hunter Henry was one of Mac's favorite targets last year. So to see him have such a dip in production is a uh, somewhat shocking i'm not sure what the reason is whether it's play calling from matt patricia not really getting hunter right. henry into good positions or if it's just mac not not seeing him in the right moments but uh it's definitely something they're going to have to work on obviously mac's not going to be there to do it so potentially some time off could be beneficial i know it's going to sound a little weird but it might allow him mac to see the game from another angle um mm-hmm. and potentially be able to do something with it maybe get some play calling to kind of see that always helps a little bit you know yeah move on so to the uh, what do we got next this this game here let me start off yeah i i think it's just very weird I, I i i'm not sure i think he's still going through that injury um not putting up the numbers he wanted especially since i have him as my qb for fantasy football but i just i yeah i just I think he's still working through the energy, a little shaky. And also, maybe maybe the Colts on the other side, maybe they're starting to wake up a little bit, you know? Like, maybe they're trying to play some good football. I don't think they're going to get it done with Matt Ryan in the long game. We'll see a couple weeks from now. But with Jonathan Taylor doing a little bit and, you know, finally throwing the ball out there, I just... I don't know, it's a weird game. It wasn't a great football game. You know, yeah. a bunch of kicks and two yeah, touchdowns. So two or three this touchdowns. Game was, this game was highly bet on. Uh, a lot of people saw five and a half points for Kansas City as a absolute must-take. That Kansas City was going to blow out the Indianapolis Colts. But soon people forget the Colts last year um, played their best football against teams above 500. Uh, teams that finished with a five above 500 uh, record at the end of last season, the Colts actually played their best football against. Uh, this is a team that plays up to their opponent and will also play down to their opponent as well. Obviously, we saw Indy struggle in the first two weeks. Uh, Matt Ryan's a professional quarterback. He knows what to do. Um, when he takes care of the football, it's definitely going to help him win. I know we haven't seen the production out of Jonathan Taylor that we'd like to, um, but it's something that the Colts are going to try to work through. Um, Matt Ryan, 
this week wasn't spectacular, but again, didn't turn over the football. Uh, that's going to be a big thing for the Colts moving forward, making sure they maintain possession, get points out of every drive they can. When you look at Kansas City, um, obviously disappointing for Kansas City fans. Uh, see Patrick Mahomes with only 260 yards, a touchdown, an interception. Really didn't get Travis Kelsey involved that much. Um, was having trouble finding space in that Colts secondary. The Colts defense uh, showed out again like they did all last season. Um, really shut down the Kansas City running game. Um, mm-hmm. I think they only had like a combined like 60 yards on the ground. Um, so really shut that down. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire could not get anything going. Um, and then on the defensive side, Kansas City played strong. But uh, when you allow 21 points, you want to hope that your offense, especially as good as Kansas City can be, and we know how good they can be, you want to see them score more than 21 points. Right. So. And, and another thing, you know, one thing I've noticed, like I love, I'm a Kansas City, not full-on fan. I just love watching Patrick Mahomes throw the ball. But one thing I'm noticing is we're not really, like, uh, I don't know if you said it, Maybe I missed it, but I'm not seeing a good, like, fifth wide receiver action. You know what I mean? I'm not seeing fourth and fifth wide receiver. He's trusting that much. You know, we're only seeing, I mean, this is the, that's the best game Juju had so far. But we're not seeing Hardman catch the ball. We're not seeing uh, Valdez Scantling catch the ball that much, you know, it's just he's doesn't he targets them But I mean seven targets for Scantling four catches um, but I, I'm just Not seeing him trust that many receivers this year. Yeah, I got to give credit uh, where credits due though the uh, Colts secondary definitely was able to shut down uh, the Kansas City uh, Passing lanes. That's um, true. Definitely did a good job there again something that I don't think we are able to recognize enough is the importance that Tyreek Hill had on that offense. Again, similar to how TJ Watt impacts the Steelers defense. When Mm -hmm. Tyreek Hill was on that field, it gave so many more opportunities to these other guys that you saw as these third, fourth, and fifth wide receivers on the depth chart. Now those guys have all been elevated, uh, bringing in Marquez Valdez-Scantling as like a replacement. He's not Tyreek Hill. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster also new to the offense. You got a couple of wide receivers that you're depending on who are new to the offense. Um, I expect them to be fine. I think they're still one of the favorites in the AFC. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have them in the AFC championship game. Um, until 100%. until someone beats them in the playoffs, um, I'm going to see the Kansas City Chiefs as my uh, as my team coming out. But Let's uh, take a look at this weird game as well. I mean, you start this one out. I started the last one. So Yeah, so uh, New Orleans and Carolina, definitely a classic Jameis Winston game. Turns the ball over. Uh, unable to really get much done. I hate um, it's uh, it's not something that Saints fans want to see. Um, you can't score points again. Um, last week it was a little bit of the same against the uh, Bucks. We're unable to really get anything going. I think it was a six-three game going into the half. Um, this this week down thirteen at the half. We're uh, weren't able to score points until the fourth quarter where you put in two touchdowns late. Um, just not a great performance. Uh, by New Orleans on the offensive side of the ball. Alvin Kamara is not really getting um, too much attention in the passing game. Uh, we know how explosive he can be when he gets those passes out of the backfield and those screens. Um, right. James Winston's decision-making has to be better. Uh, he's in the league for now, I think, what, seven years? Um, not he, a just good can't be turning, he can't be turning the ball over like he does. Yeah, he'll throw for a lot of yards, but he simply can't be doing it. It was great to see Chris Olave 
really start to turn it on um, and really take that lead role as that number one wide receiver. Um, I know a lot of people were super high on Michael Thomas after that week one performance, but as I told a lot of my friends, uh, that's going to be the best game Michael Thomas has all year, and I think right. we'll kind of see that continue to be the trend. On the other side of the ball, again, Baker Mayfield was able to get the job done here, did not turn the ball over. Again, that's a big thing for a lot of these younger quarterbacks and these quarterbacks who aren't really – uh, playmakers. You don't want to turn the ball over. You want to make sure you do what your bread and butter of your team is. Um, allowing McCaffrey to get 25 carries over 100 yards. It's great to see McCaffrey stay healthy. You'd love to see him get in the end zone and get going. Um, I would like to see Baker Mayfield kind of involve him more in the passing game, similar to how I want to see Winston involve Kamara. Um, I think it's an underrated what it shouldn't be an underrated thing anymore that running backs out of the backfield are some of the most explosive plays um, you'll see in a game. So yeah. it was great to see LaVisca kind of get those those big catches. Um, he really is showing that he can be that deep threat. Um, and so if they're able to suck the defense in with McCaffrey, that should open that up. Yeah, and, and you know, that's well put there. Uh, a couple things here. Love to see Mark Ingram still playing football. That guy's got to be dusty by now. You know, I, I, I don't remember a time he hasn't run the ball for New Orleans, to be honest. And... Like you said, seeing Chris Olave do do well, it's great to see that. And Jarvis Landry, I I wish he was on another team. I wished so bad he was on another team. Jarvis Landry is an amazing wide receiver. He and OBJ, um, if you watch like the AFC, like uh, the the Pro Bowl. Uh, Jarvis Landry beats OBJ in like almost all of the uh, catching things and stuff like that. Jarvis Landry is the same kind of wide receiver. He just hasn't had a cannon. He hasn't had the chance to 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 be that breakout star. I I, I just love Jarvis Landry, and and Baker Mayfield on the, the other side of the game. There, what is it? Five kicks were made. Let me see here if I can see this. I think it's a five kick game. Um, three field goals. Okay, so three field goals and uh, a touchdown and a missed kick. Right? Is that what it is? Yeah, there was a there's a couple of missed kicks. I think the Saints also missed two field goals. Um, Will Lutz was not good. Um, yeah, over two. I believe one of them may have been blocked. Um, but. It was definitely an ugly game by both sides. Um, yeah, Carolina's going to be happy to walk away yeah. with a win in this one. Um, but again, for, for Saints fans, uh, they're going to be in a similar boat. It's going to be a long year if uh, Jameis is unable to hang on to that football. He can't you, turn the ball over like he does. Sorry, Josh, you missed your, your Browns, dude. You weren't here. We can go back and talk about them later if you want, but you missed them. <laughs> they were first. But, yeah, I have Baker Blinders on, too. Uh, I, I want to do. I always, I always want Heisman players to do good because I feel bad for him. So much pressure, but big leagues. All right, let me, I'll start out this one here. Um, Justin Fields. I had a lot of hope for him. Um, last game and the game before, but on the other side of things, the Texans might not be able to make plays. But it looks like they might have a good defense. So if, if they're shooting for a lower end, like I would keep those defensive plays going. And I would start looking for 
a good offense. Davis Mills, he's not that guy for you. Um, Rex Burkhead, somehow still running the ball. That guy has to have, like, brain injury, like, or something. That guy has been smashing football for a while. Um, but they, they just need to work on their offense. They need to make some plays to get some offense because the defense is looking good on, on the Texans, in my opinion. Not the offense. <laughs> Baker yeah, mid. if I if I take a look at this game, I mean, I've said this for a while. Justin Fields is not an NFL quarterback. No. Um, yeah, he's an athlete. He's a phenomenal athlete at that. Um, but he's just not built for the NFL. Um, he got a huge game out of Khalil Herbert, um, who broke off some big runs, 157 yards on the ground and two touchdowns. But just again, very lucky. Fields turning, turning the ball over twice, um, only made eight completions in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just that's not t- that's NFL laughable, honestly. Numbers. Seventeen um, attempts. And then uh, yeah. on the Houston side of things, Davis Mills, yeah, well, he's played well. Um, just doesn't have that team around him. Um, Brandon Cooks isn't that guy that he used to be. Chris Moore is okay. Um, but, again, there's just a lot of a lot of guys on that team that used to be good, uh, like a Philip Dorsett. Um, yeah. A lot of guys that you want to maybe see get replaced with some younger talent, let them see get some reps. Rex Burkhead obviously also been in the league a long time. Um Houston's defense is strong. Very strong. Um, it's not It's not a top defense in the league by any means. It's definitely their strong suit. Right. Um, on offense, they can score points, but then their defense may give it up at times. Mm-hmm. Um, and for Chicago, uh, they just they gotta they gotta be more consistent offensively. Um, Justin Fields has has glimmers of being a good quarterback, being able to escape the pocket, uh, make plays downfield. But he also has games like this where it's simply just unacceptable uh to have right. a 19 quarterback rating in an nfl game is uh is pretty rough so yeah and, and you know chicago i feel like this is a lucky game right khalil herbert won the game for him 100 percent. we both know that khalil herbert and the kicker same thing on carolina christian mccaffrey and the kicker won that game and it's just, you know, if they just, if Justin Fields wasn't there, if they had, um, I mean, Mr. Trubisky's thrown more, more catching and attempts right now. It might have been a better idea to keep him at this point. You know what I mean? Um, I'm just not sure what the Bears are going to do moving forward. They kind of need to rebuild on both sides. They're, they may have won a couple games here, but they haven't gonna, gone against the big contenders right now. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be a bad showing when they go against somebody uh, that's going to put them in the ground, you know? Yeah, I think we've seen a lot of teams that have uh, been able to escape with some early season wins against other bad opponents, uh, but these teams are going are gonna to face the real consequence later on in the year. Let's jump into Miami. The uh, investigation of losing. Uh, go ahead. You go ahead on this one. All right, so Miami-Buffalo, definitely one of the games of the week. Um, a low-scoring affair, a lot of action, a lot of interesting things that went down here, a lot of controversy as well. Um, first, I'll start off with Buffalo. Josh Allen just threw the ball. Um, <laughs> they did not want to run against Miami's uh, front seven, which is understandable. Miami's got a strong front seven. Um, but Josh Allen threw the ball 63 times, 400 yards, two touchdowns, um, which in theory sounds great. Uh, but they were just unable to get it done um, in the red zone. 
they turned the ball over once, I think, with a fumble. I believe Josh Allen fumbled three times. He was able to recover one of them, um, and I think Jameson Crowder also jumped on one as well. Um, but Miami, yeah, Miami was getting after uh, Josh Allen. Honestly, the Bills should have won this game. Josh Allen right yeah. at the end there threw an absolute, I don't even know what to call it, pass that just basically went straight into the ground. Um, Tua Tagovailoa, like I know people are saying, oh, Tua is a good quarterback. I mean, he had a good game. Mm-hmm. He didn't turn the ball over. Um, there was some controversy about that hit he took in the first half uh, that had him go to the locker room. Uh, people were saying that he was under concussion protocol. Uh, Mike McDaniels did clear that up on Monday, saying that Tua never entered uh, the concussion protocol. So I believe the NFLPA is looking into that. I don't expect too much to come out of that. Um, no. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle were, for the most part, contained. Uh, neither were able to find the end zone. Jalen Waddle still had some explosive plays. Um, you'd like to see Tyreek Hill be a little more involved so that Waddle can then get open as well, try to like seesaw back and forth between them, uh, force the safeties to really choose who they think the threat is at the time. Um, but, yeah, again, it, it's a good game. It's two juggernauts in the AFC East. Um, I think Buffalo will eventually pull away as the stronger team in the AFC East. I think the Dolphins are off to a hot start. Um, but the Dolphins are not a, are showing us that they're not a team to yeah. just dismiss. Um, yeah. I know they got a, a close win against the Patriots in Week 1, um, an incredible comeback win against the Ravens in Week 2, and this is a really strong win for their program. So. 100%. And um, with Josh Allen, uh, you, you got to be better at, at capping on your 400-yard game. You know what I mean? you got to be better at, at that. You know... 400 yards is is a substantial amount. You know what I mean? That's four. I mean, obviously, the, the whole field is 100 yards, so he made it there and back four times. You have to capitalize on, the, on that, that many yards in the red zone. Um, it, but what it showed is that the, on top of that, you know, we know Josh Allen makes the plays. We know Josh Allen scrambles a little bit. You know, he can make some plays, but it also showed that Miami's defense is 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 pretty high up there this year when it comes to red zone and stopping plays and kind of um, forcing, you know, maybe a kick or something like that. And the Buffalo's just going to have to figure out a different way to get into the red zone when it comes to a lockdown passing defense because Buffalo is not a rushing offense, like you said. But when on the other side, Tua, I, I just, I still, I said, la- I said it last time we talked. I just not impressed by him yet. Yeah, he had a great game the week we missed, but that was just a gun show. It wasn't really anybody did one thing or the other. We don't have to go into that, but it, it wasn't anything special in my brain. It was just a gun show with no defenses stopping any plays. Um, but yeah. That's all I gotta say about the this game here. Yeah, and I know there will be some talk about the butt punt. Um, didn't really come back <laughs> to bite punt. the Dolphins in the butt. Um, but yeah, definitely a, a funny moment for sure. Actually, a couple safeties around the league this week. Uh, something you don't usually see too often. We had a we had a handful of them. Mm-hmm. All right, so and then Josh's question here: How yeah. long do you give Fields to fucking half a season? Like, the, I mean, the Bears need to look. Yeah, now. I would have said Justin Fields, for me, um, needs to be 
it can't be that guy. Um, if you want to keep him involved in the offense somehow, I'm sure you can figure out that way, um, whether that's converting him to somewhat of a, a back slash receiver. Um, I know he's not the biggest of body. He's still an athlete. Um, you can you can work him in there in certain reps, but he just does not have that complete NFL build for a quarterback. Um, he's he's a bit too small. Uh, he's kind of got that what Kyler Murray has. Kyler Murray has a better arm than he does. Um, is able to get the ball downfield. So we'll see. I mean, Justin Fields is gonna have to show me a lot before I I actually trust him as a quarterback. So. Right. I'll start this one here. So Kirk Cousins surprising the shit out of me. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little. I'm I'm real confused. Like, did he just all of a sudden kind of – I'm maybe his tenure in, in, in the league is just kicking in. He's kind of calming down, settling in on his passes. I mean, he only, it's like 50% completion. That's fine to me, but no interceptions. Like, Kirk Cousins usually is not that guy for you from what we've seen in the past. But making plays, spreading the ball out, I mean – you can see right here the targets versus receptions. He's throwing the ball to, to anybody that wants to catch it. And then Dalvin Cook, I, I would love to see him get more involved. He's one of those smashing um, running backs north-south. But uh, he did average 5.6. That's a great game with 96 yards and a touchdown. But on the other side of the ball, I, I, Jared Goff is taking a decline in my eyes. I, I don't see I don't see Jared Goff lasting another season. Uh, the Rams made the mistake. The Rams traded out of him. That's a great trade by the Rams. And Jared Goff is destroying uh, a great lineup. Like I think if a different quarterback's throwing the ball to the to Detroit, it's it's a better ball game. But it's uh it's almost identical, right? So if actually I just noticed this. Twenty four forty one attempts of twenty four on both sides, well twenty five catches on for Jared Goff for Jared Goff, but only there's one interception on the other side. So Yeah. It it I just yeah, it's yeah. an important thing, not turning the football over. Um, I know Goff threw that interception late. Uh, that was kind of the conclusion of the game, mm -hmm. uh, sealed the game there. But, again, Kirk Cousins taking care of the football. Kirk Cousins being average. Kirk Cousins, as always, not really going to gonna wow you with anything he does, but uh, as a solid quarterback, able to get the ball to his receivers. Um, it's good to see him kind of spread the ball around like he does. Um, obviously, he does have Dalvin Cook in that backfield that can really help. Uh, draw defenses in. So, again, Minnesota has the potential to be a good team. Uh, their defense needs some work a little bit, for sure. Um, but, again, beating beating this Lions team is not too big of an accomplishment. Um, the Lions are definitely one of those teams that's going to be towards the bottom of the league when it's all said and done. They'll win a few games here and there, probably. Hate to see it. Um, but, yeah, with Jared Goff at the helm, it's not really going to get you too far. Um, it's not going to ruin your team. There's definitely worse quarterbacks you could have. We just looked at uh, That's true. Uh, Justin Fields. Justin Fields, yeah. You're going you're gonna to want to see um, what the Lions can do with the rest of the season in developing their wide receivers, developing some young guys on defense as well. Um, right. Yeah, this game wasn't, wasn't super high on my radar. Um, just like uh, Josh said here too, uh, why isn't Swift getting the ball? I mean, that's a good question. It, if you look at um, – 
if you look so at Swift got hurt yeah. in this game. Um, he started, I think, suffering from a hamstring issue, um, which kind right. of pulled him out of the game a little early. Um, which saw you seeing Jamal Williams getting a bunch of touch, the touches, and um, scoring two touchdowns. Which yeah, that's... for some some people is a, a downer, but man, hey, it's not a downer to me. No, I'm kidding. Is if you're playing him in fantasy football, I mean. All right, let's see here. Oof, I think this is you on this one to start. Yeah, so, um, again, uh, this is a big game. Uh, the Bengals had to win this game. The Bengals start 0-3. You really start to call them frauds. Um, Joe Burrow had a had a great game. Uh, didn't turn the ball over. Uh, kept control. They put, their, they put their foot down early going up, uh, I believe, 14-0. Um, and then from there on, just, just kept kept pushing on, on the gas pedal. Um, holding the Jets out of the end zone entirely. Um, their defense showed up as well. Showed why they were in the Super Bowl last year. Um, showed what their team's capable of. Again, tough first two games for the Cincinnati offense. Um, weren't able to really get things going, turn the ball a lot over in week one. Um, Joe Flacco... This is what Joe Flacco is, right? He's going to turn the ball over. I know he had a great, he had a good game last week, and you would have liked to see him build upon that. But Joe Flacco is not their long-term solution. No. I believe Zach Wilson is rejoining the team this this week, um, so you'd like to see the Jets' offense maybe get going. Um, again, Cincinnati kind of put it all together in this game. weren't able to really get it done on the on the ground game, uh, but offensively through the air, we're able to exploit the Jets' defense. Uh, Jets don't have a super strong secondary. They definitely have a stronger front seven than anything. Um, and so the only big thing I would say for Cincinnati uh, is you'd like to see Jamar Chase get a little more open. Um, I know he had about, what, five or six receptions, but again, yeah. he was really held to those screen passes that the Jets were able to hop on real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd like to see him get those plays like he had last year and earlier in um, the year where he just gets open downfield. He's able to use that speed to his advantage. His size, his body, he's got a big body. He's very fast. So you'd like to see him be able to exploit defenses like that, find those gaps in the seams, and really start to spread the Cincinnati offense out. They're capable of scoring really quickly. Um, And so you'd like to see them get back to that in their identity. Uh, The Jets, it's a a tough loss here. would have taken advantage of a struggling Cincinnati team, but you let them get get their groove going, and uh, it became a tough day for for the Jets defense. Um, yeah, I was gonna go into what kind of Josh was saying here. I, I don't think Mixon's a whiff. I think what we saw in this game is a change of offensive stance, being 0-2 for the start. They were running Mixon. They're running different plays. So now we're gonna run some plays where we give Joe Mixon some chances to catch the ball. But we saw seven targets, three receptions. He may not be that guy on the outside either. So they're, they're trying to find where he fits inside their offense. But he is causing that distraction. Um, they are throwing the ball more to the running backs as well. Because we do see... Uh, I can't say his last name. Or his first name. But uh, Perrine, you know, getting the touchdown reception. Um, but... They're really kind of changing up what they're what they're about to kind of keep them guessing. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. And to kind of answer Josh's question regarding Joe Mixon, um, again, New York Jets have a strong front seven. Uh, they're able to stuff the run. They're able to gobble up those those shorter screen passes. Um, if you can get the 
the ways the best ways to exploit the Jets defense is to find that space in between the linebackers and the safeties, um, that middle ground. And if you can if you can get somebody back past the safeties, um, obviously that's going to exploit any defense. But the softest part of the Jets is kind of right in that linebacker to safety uh, window. Their front seven is not going to allow a lot to get done. Um, that's that's the identity of their defense. They've been like that for a couple years now. Um, so it's really about trying to be able to spread the ball and get it deep. Yes, sir. Hopefully at the end of this, we can look at the next week and see what get some picks in, you know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, we can do a quick pick towards the end. Absolutely. Uh, I think this one's me here. So um, I, I don't think uh, – let me see. Let me see real quick on the bottom here. Try to rifle through a few of these games. Yeah, I, I, this one wasn't um, – this was just – Honestly, both of these teams played very hard. Tennessee, obviously, just super tired coming in the second half. Couldn't mm-hmm. capitalize on any plays. They're worn out. They couldn't give Derrick Henry the ball anymore, and Ryan Tannehill couldn't capitalize. So, it, it, it there was nothing else to do. You know what I mean? It, it was uh, Ryan Tannehill's got to capitalize on those plays. You know, almost throwing 300 yards is not bad for him, but the interception obviously doesn't help. And then Derek Carr. For me, I feel like if if they don't make it this year, we need to start diving into what we're doing in our QB here. He is yeah. okay, but he's not getting you to the point you need. You know, like you've got some people that can catch the ball. Josh Jacobs is a great running back. I mean, not great. We'll say good. You know, we'll go with good. And then we got some great people we're throwing to. Devontae Adams is on that team right now. Devontae Adams catches the ball when you throw it to him. And it seems that Derek Carr can't get him the ball, which to me that would be worrisome. So that's all I got for that one. Yeah, I think looking at this game, we'll just be quick on it. Um, the Raiders starting off 0-3, the only 0-3 team left in the league, does not bode well for Josh McDaniels, new head coach over there. Team's a little bit... Um, Shaken up. They did not have Hunter Renfro this week. Matt Collins had a big game. Um, you'd like to see him kind of grow on that. You'd like to see Darren Waller get a little more involved in the offense, spread downfield. On the Tennessee side, it was a must-win game for Tennessee. Um, starting off 0-2 uh, was not ideal for them. Um, I know they, they're missing a few key pieces on defense, uh, but Tennessee kind of put it together. You'd like to see Derrick Henry get a little more involved, but again, he's an aging running back. Um, he's going to have to take somewhat of a back step. We're going to need Brian Tannehill to step up um, and be, be a leader offensively. Um, but yeah, this game came down to the last play. Uh, Derek right. Carr was able to get a touchdown to Matt Collins. They were unable to convert on the two-point conversion. Unable to get the free onside kick, so yeah, that's kind of what this game is. The Raiders, it's a must-win next week for the Raiders, or you might begin starting to hear rumors about um, some changes in that in that team. Yeah, and just real quick on that, you know, just to also say, like, we got 20 carries by Derrick Henry and 27 passes from Ryan Tannehill. So nearly 50% of the ball is going to Derrick Henry. The guys, oh, look, five receptions also and six targets. So that's 50% of the ball is going to Derrick Henry. The guy is getting worn out. Ryan Tannehill needs to get the ball to other people or they will not win games. It's, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree. Um, 
I mean, yeah, Derek Josh, Henry. Josh could... is right there on that comment with uh, Derek Carr is that guy that's going to keep you around 500. Yep. Um, he's never really going to win you games, um, but uh, having Devonte Adams should definitely improve that. It should. Jalen, oh, I think this is me or you. Uh, um, I mean, I can start it off. Uh, I don't really have much to say about this game. Uh, Washington was abysmal in the first half. Um, <laughs> this game was kind of decided in one quarter. Uh, yeah. The second quarter, the Eagles put up 24. Um, Jalen Hurts has been really, really phenomenal this year to start off the year. Definitely um, early look between him and Lamar for MVP for sure. Um, Devontae Smith, this was kind of his breakout game as an Eagle. Um, breakout game in the NFL as it is. Eight receptions for close to 170 yards and a touchdown. That's the Devontae Smith the Eagles drafted. They wanted to see him get those passes, use his speed to find space, um, his elusiveness to, to beat tacklers. Um, Washington was was just utterly useless in the first half, um, and we're really never able to get anything going. They Carson Wentz ends with 211 yards, um, but their their rushing game was was pretty much non-existent for the most part. Um, just an overall dominant win by the Eagles, showing why they're one of the better teams in the NFL right now. Right. Um, and that's all I have to say. And, and people have to say, you know, why weren't any more points scored in the second half? It, it was 0-0 for the first half. I mean, 24-0 for the first half. They don't need to. They just kind of handed off the ball, kind of did a couple little plays. Like, they were conservative with their energy in case they needed it for some sort of comeback. You know, it wasn't any breakout plays attempted in the second half. You know what I mean? And, you know, Jalen Hurts can still scramble, too. That's something that people don't understand. Jalen Hurts is quick. I watched him play at Alabama. I, I loved him there. Great I'm not an Alabama fan, Texas A&M fan, it's on my shirt, but I love me some Jalen Hurts. Like, the guy is, like, super freaking short, too. I don't know if anybody uh, will look up his height here in a little bit, maybe, if, if I remember, or Josh can tell us while he's right there, but I know that he's tiny, and his running back was also um, Derrick Henry. And it was just funny seeing the running back be taller than the quarterback. Like it was just yeah. Jalen Hurts is built like a back. Uh, he's six one two twenty three, but Derrick Henry is he, not, he not a normal size. Six hundred pounds. Yeah, he's he's an absolute animal. Again, Jalen Hurts came into this league, um, received a lot of criticism from people last year that oh, it's a running back at quarterback, yada yada yada. He really put a lot of work this offseason. Yes, um, we talked about to, that. He's here to wow people. He's here to make a statement this year. Um, and he's doing just that, so. Yeah, and, and he's saying bye to all the haters. On the other side, I have nothing to really to say. Curtis Samuel, I hope you get another team in the off season. <laughs> um, I hope you do. Antonio Gibson's dying breed. He, he used to be great. I, I don't see him lasting a lot either. But yeah, I hope Curtis Samuel makes it too. Um, yeah, he squats like 600 pounds. I think I saw the video, like, uh, yeah, more man. I believe. Yeah. Yeah, no, he did it like last week. Yeah, like, I was. It was. Can't even imagine. Just, yeah. just an absolute beast. Yeah, he's a strong kid. He's a strong um, dude. Um, his but, legs are gargantuan. But yeah, on the other side, you know, Jalen Hurts giving the ball anybody who wants it. 12 targets to Devon. It's 12. Like, just cover the man. You might win or something. But anyway. Jalen Hurts is him. We've talked about that. I love him. So, let's go to this weird game here. 
Uh, I'll start this one off. I, I think this is an off game here. Justin Herbert is very hurt, people. Like, I, I think that if I was a coach, I'd take him out, you know? Like, after the first half, and, and you get that done to you, you take him out, let him rest, dude. Like, the guy is, the guy is hurt, clearly. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, no, absolutely. I, I, mean, I just don't get it. I, I just, I almost make, I'm not, not going to, like, cry or nothing, but, like, dude, that guy is, like, Justin Herbert is fighting for his life out there, like, almost sometimes. Like, just scared as shit to get hit. Like. Yeah. I mean, a couple yeah. things to note from this game. I mean, Jacksonville's really starting to put it together. It's amazing what a stable coaching staff can do for Trevor Lawrence. He looked really great in this game. Um, was able to hold on to the football, able to spread it around effectively. Um, Jacksonville's defense was stout against the run. Uh, that's really mm-hmm. what it came down to here. L.A. was really never able to to get anything going on the ground, but they also had to throw the ball to the air. Um, I think the Jaguars able to get, get a pretty significant lead up on them early, um, forced Justin Herbert to kind of throw the ball a little more. Again, this is week number three. Austin Eckler has to be more effective in that offense. Um, I yep. don't know if it's a, a Herbert thing, not being able to find him. I don't know if it's a play-calling thing, but Austin Eckler was a touchdown machine for them last year. He was part of the reason why so many people saw them as potential juggernauts here in the AFC. If you don't get that guy the ball um, in space, off screens, short crossing passes, um, it's really going to affect your offense. Um, right. He's getting some receptions, but you really got to find him space, get him blockers out ahead. Um, I know they're suffering from a few injuries. No Keenan Allen is definitely something, but when Mike Williams is held to one reception for 15 yards throughout the whole game, over six targets, you really it's something that's going to hurt the offense. Um, well, I hope to see L.A. kind of rebound from this. I think there's still hope for them to make a playoff push. I think it's too early to call any team out of it, especially a team that good. Uh, but impressive win by the Jaguars. Um, strong defense, good on offense, pretty much a the completest game, the most complete game they could have played so far this year. Right. Um, and yeah, we'll see kind of what what I think, happens, uh, what's in store for next week. I think also big test against the Eagles for them. If next they game, so. if they if Jacksonville plays Los Angeles with Justin Herbert at full full speed, I think it's a different game. But we'll see here. Um, I mean. I guess we can quickly do this one here. Um, very weird game. Wasn't great football. Let's be honest. Uh, very confusing what was going on. Um, yeah, I mean, this game we kind of talked touched upon it a little bit in the pre-show. Um, this just seemed like a game of two older quarterbacks who really didn't want to be uh, super aggressive. Um, I know. For, for the Buccaneers, uh, one of the things holding them back, missing three of their top four targets for sure. Um, Mike Evans on suspension. Um, Chris Godwin still hurt, and mm-hmm. Julio Jones also out with an injury. Kind of forced yeah. them to uh, to look to other guys. I know Russell Gage had a pretty big game, even though he took a pretty hard shot there at the end of the head. Leonard Fournette not really able to get anything going on the run gra- running game. Green Bay's got a phenomenal defense, one of the best in the league. Um as do the Bucks again, a defensive showdown here. Yes. You would think, like, two of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, um, that more than 
26 points will be scored, um, but that wasn't the case here. Obviously, Brady put brought them down the end to kind of make a thing, but you can't take a delay of game there on the two-point conversion. It really just took a lot out of their playbook. Yeah. Um, I don't expect this to be something you'll see moving forward too much from either of these teams. I think they're both able to be explosive, but it's pretty obvious to me that Aaron Rodgers is not super fond of his wide receiver targets. Um, he spreads the ball when he yeah. has to, but he's looking to use his, his two-headed horse in the backfield. Uh, and Aaron Jones and A.J. Yeah. Dillon to kind of carry a lot of that. I think against the Patriots this week, you're going to see a heavy run game. Yeah. Um, Patriots defense is going to be looking, or as Bill Belichick does, you know, take out the number one threat. And I think the number one threat when it comes to Green Bay is Aaron Rodgers. Um, so he's going to try to take yeah. away passing options for Rodgers, which is going to give backs like Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon an opportunity to run run wild. So. Right, and, and it's good to see... Uh, Lazard come in off an injury and you know just really do what we wanted it to on on Green Bay Um, the only thing is you know Randall Cobb he did have some long ones here you said he didn't trust too many people but uh, it's hard for Randall Cobb to be open or Lazard you know not very many targets because they're being covered so they really got to find a way to get inside make some decent plays in the secondary. Um, on the other side, Cole Beasley, who, who, what happened to that guy, you know? Like, we got Cole Beasley, Kyle Rudolph. Cole Beasley's new into the offense. Uh, right. We got some time. I mean, it's a classic guy. Brady likes his, his little slot receivers coming over the middle. Yeah. I just um, remember Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley your, is your – Cole Beasley is your guy, you know, seven yards out, cut left, he's got the ball. Every single time – I used to watch him get the ball and get so pissed off as a Giants fan watching him catch the ball on the other team. And he's just pretty electric with when it comes to those plays. But especially Kyle Rudolph. I'm really confused why is he just washed up. I'm not sure. But also new to the offense as well. Um, let's jump into L.A. Uh, this one's you here. No, also, no passing touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, a bit of an odd game here. Um, I watched I watched a little bit of it. I watched some of the highlights from this game. Um, not a super big thriller. Um, Kyler Murray was okay. Um, was able to move the ball, but never really able to get in, in the end zone. Um, Arizona wasn't able to find the end zone. Again, kind of a key thing. I'm not surprised the Los Angeles defense has had great success against Kyler Murray in the past. Um, Matt Stafford is is okay. Um, again, it's going to come down to if their their offense can open up uh, using Cooper Cup and uh, hopefully to use Allen Robinson more downfield. Um, I think the Rams are still a strong team. I think their defense is their identity. Um, for the Cardinals, I think it's going to come down to if they can uh, if they can get in the end zone. They just don't have a lot of great red zone plays. Um, they don't. So that's what it came down to. They don't really team. have anybody, in my opinion, that's going to make those bigger plays, unless your name is AJ Green. And yeah, that but AJ Green's a lot. He's too a old. Lot older. He's a little. Yeah. Out. Obviously, big thing for Arizona. We know what piece they're missing. You know, they're missing their go-to wide receiver. Um, so once he comes back off suspension. I think that's going to really open it up. 
DeAndre Hopkins is a game changer. Um, and when he comes oh, back, yeah. what is it, week seven, um, I think that's a huge thing for the Arizona mm-hmm. Cardinals. Um, he's one of those guys that when he's on the field, he makes everyone around him better. Um, yes. And so not having him for the first six, I believe it's six the weeks. The silent they, assassin. Uh, the sultan is, of football. Is a tough one. He's not very silent about it. He'll, he'll make No, I know. Pay. But, um, like, while he's running, he's quiet. Like, mm. but he talks shit. Be able shit. to find, that, yeah. find those soft coverage spots and just settle down there. And once he has the ball in his hand, anything I think his vertical is godlike. I'm not sure exactly the stat on that, but I, I think his vertical is, is pretty godlike. I, I have to look it up some other time as well. But I'm pretty sure of that. Let's go to... This other game that wasn't that great. We have a couple games that weren't that great. I'll start here. Yeah, Geno we'll Smith. Run, run through a couple of these pretty quickly. Yeah, here. Geno Smith. I, I I think this team is, is just trying to get everything together. Um, I, I do kind of like Geno Smith. I just think he is new to the offense, new to everything going on. He's spreading the ball out, you know. Not bad on, on you know, 30, 44 attempts, 32 catches. Not bad. You know what I mean? Like, that's not a bad stat in my eyes. Spreading the ball out to everybody. Um, run game, not that great for them. Uh, but they are trying. On the other side, new offense as well. And, and they're also trying to figure out what's going on. But as far as receiving game, you can look at right here. We don't have the depth that most teams have in Atlanta anymore. They've they've gave away all the players. Um... I just, I'm not seeing them go the distance. Uh, I mean, if if Cordell Patterson can do it all, then maybe, but I don't see them going the depth of it. Yeah, I mean, a couple things from this game. Um, the Falcons are a team that I think people are taking a little bit too much for granted. Um, I think their quarterback is their weak point. Uh, I don't think Mariota is that good. But Cordell Patterson is so um, manipulative out of the backfield. He's able to really uh, break off some strong runs. Um, in the receiving game, Kyle Pitts and Drake London are both going to be forces in this league. Um, both super young players, super talented, super athletic. Kyle Pitts is just a dominant force in the tight end position. And Drake London, I think people are going to soon find out, is uh, going to be one of those guys. You know, one of those guys you yeah. can lean on in big moments. Um, obviously, as a rookie, he's kind of still feeling his way out. Um but then on the side of the uh, Seahawks, I think, again, a good showing from Geno Smith. I mean, I don't know if you're expecting Geno Smith to win you football games by himself. Um, he's he's going to pass the ball. He's going to do it well. Um, held on to the ball for the most part. Um, but, yeah, it's just going to be it's gonna be tough. Yeah. Seattle's defense isn't what it used to be. Um, they don't have quite those same playmakers in the secondary and in their linebacking core. Um, a lot of young young players on that team. Um, and so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if the Seahawks yeah. are able to rebound. They're in a very tough division in the NFC West. So, What we didn't see is from games past is Geno step out of that pocket and get ready to run as much because Atlanta did show a little bit more of defensive front. You know, Atlanta, Atlanta has had defenses in the past. I'm not saying their defense is good. I'm just saying we saw... Gino a little bit more scared to take off running uh, because only two carries with negative yards. You know, I, I kind of expected him 
to scramble a little bit more, but it looked like they shut that down, and he only gave him the passing option. Yeah, absolutely. So that's good to see there. Let's go to... I, I don't even... I don't know what to say here. Um, yeah, we can skip the Sunday night game. I mean, yeah. that was an ugly affair on both sides. Um, neither uh, team was really able to get anything going. Um, let's just, yeah. I, I guess you can say congratulations, Russell Wilson, for getting your first win. But um, that was but uh, one of the ugliest you know games. I mean? <laughs> yeah, one of the ugliest games I've seen in a long time. QB rating of 32, but, I mean, Jimmy G's QB rating is 14 on the other side. It was just not a good game for quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to see um, what these teams look like. Um, it's hard. It's hard to really get a gauge after a game like that about yeah. what a team is. Um, this here, congrats to the Broncos. Yeah, go Broncos country. Broncos but country, let's ride. I'll talk about this one. This is my. These are my boys. Um, yeah. Saquon Barkley did his thing. You know what I mean. Um, it wasn't that bad. We're looking at. You know, his longest was 35 yards. Had won me 300 bucks. We're not. We won't talk about that. But um, Daniel Jones, I, I feel like he got a little excited. He was looking very sturdy the first couple games. Not gonna lie, this game a little bit more excited than the last couple ones. Um, I guess he was. I I think it has to contribute to. I hate to say this, being a Giants fan, but the Dallas defense is looking really good. Like, really good. The blitz could not be stopped. And doubt, I mean, the Giants have put a lot of money into their offensive front. But they could not stop them. Saquon Barkley was trying so hard to stop their rushing, and they were doing so well. But DeAndre Jones still got sacked five times for 27 yards. And, and, and he put up a hell of a fight. Like, I think the attempts on him were much more like I don't know where the stat would be on this page I'll get better as we go here but uh Daniel Jones was running for his life back there yeah I mean and, you can see even even in his numbers rushing down the field um Micah Parsons basically I think owns real estate behind the Giants offensive line wow um, he was back there almost every single play um really like just incredible how athletic he can be um it's just like he's he's a freak. It's like there's no way to put it. Um, really tough for the Giants to really get anything going in the passing game when that's happening. Uh, you can't really let things develop. Obviously, Sterling Shepard um, going down with that injury late is really going to mm. be a bummer for Giants fans. It did not look like one of those injuries you want to see, the non-contact. Um, so we'll see what kind of happens there. On the Dallas side of things, I don't think it was a spectacular game from Cooper. You did Rush. write that yesterday. He's Sorry. holding his he's holding his own, um, but Tony Pollard looks so explosive out of that backfield. And Ezekiel Elliott, um, while he's taking a little bit of a step back in terms of like being that lead back, he's still able to get some touches, um, be more in those short yardage situations. But Tony Pollard had some had some very explosive runs. Um, C.D. Lamb obviously should have had a much better game. Dropped a few big passes. Um, oh my but God. that one-handed catch in, in the end zone that kind of sealed the game was uh, was special. Uh, and that shows why he's he's their guy. Um, defensively, I think, again, the, the Cowboys' defense is what they're going to rely on to hold them over until um, 
Dak's able to return. Uh, you got guys like Demarcus Lawrence and Malik Hooker who are also just incredible forces on the team. But again, it all comes down right. in the end to like what Micah Parsons can do. Um, now, granted, he actually only had one tackle in the game, but what he does, he's that TJ Watt effect, right? When he's yes, on that field, when he's out there, he opens up things for other people. He has to get double teamed. You don't really see it on the stat sheet. Um, so. Yeah, and just talking about uh, this year, you know, they're not moving away from Ezekiel Elliott. He's not as fast as he was. He is a very brutal runner, but what we're looking at when it comes to like teams is um, seeing people put the backfield on the line more often or motion them out um, just really get confusing plays not necessarily like Ezekiel Elliott or Tony didn't get um, that many throws to them but when they get motioned out to the line that's gonna cause a lot of confusion for the defense and that's what we're seeing a lot more across a lot of teams uh, people are adding that to their playbook, and if you got Tony, Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott on the line, I'd be I'd be fucking scared, you know, as a safety or free safety. Like, what do I do now? And Dallas offensive coordinating is without Dak is is not looking that bad. I hate to say it. I'm not. I I almost want to throw up, but I hate to say it. They're not looking that bad as far as offensive coordinating. Um, a really kind of, um, you know, you know, your boy from New York, uh, New England kind of guy here, just really putting the pieces in the right right place, you know. And Dallas might be able to go pretty far without Dak, with with the way it's going here. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you on that front. Um, and yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see kind of what what happens for both these teams. Um, yeah, we'll see if the uh, if the they can survive until Dak comes back. That could be big for the uh, the Dallas offense. So. Yeah, I mean, what do you do? What do you do, Noam, if if uh, Dak comes back and just shafts two games for you? Do you put Cooper back in? <laughs> no, you're gonna stick with Dak. He's your guy. He's that oh, guy. So. Man, he's not that guy, dude. He keeps getting hurt. I really hope Sake uh, Sterling's okay. Oh. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I think that concludes the games from week three. Yeah, it's like the um, match. If you want to do a here. quick preview for week four, and then we'll kind of uh, maybe just go through and give our picks and then uh, wrap us up. Yeah, let's, uh, let's look at the schedule. I hate you guys so much. Hold on. Arrow, welcome in. We're hopefully going to get Arrow and I on at some point together to talk some playoff yeah, baseball as a cup. Um, Arrow, make sure to, to hit us up on Discord and we'll figure out a time that works out for both of us. Could be a weekend, could be a weekday. Just let me know when's good for you. Thanks, Uncle Shadow. Welcome in. All right, so Miami, Cincinnati, Miami all day. Yeah, uh, I'll take. Uh, actually, I'm I'm gonna take Cincinnati in this game. I think you see Cincinnati offense kind of put it together again. Um, this is gonna be a tough game for Miami. Uh, Miami just played a really good Bills team. Yeah, they did get a win, but it's gonna be another tough game. I'm gonna see Cincinnati take this game. Miami drops uh, yeah. their first of the season. I think so. I, I think you you could be close, right? But 
Um, I think uh, as we as we look into this, uh, I think Miami grabs like two or three picks off of Joe yeah, Burrow's I mean, in this game. We'll kind of we'll kind of see what happens in Cincinnati. It's going to be a tough game for Miami. Uh, Minnesota of New Orleans. I think it's going to be a fucking terrible game. I'm not even going to watch it. Um, yeah, I'm going to take Minnesota here in this game. Minnesota, um, yeah, yeah. I just don't trust Jameis Winston at the helm. So. Um, and then Cleveland versus Atlanta. I think this is going to be new offense versus good defense. Um, a good defense as, uh, as Josh says. It's not going to be a great defense. Just good. So... I, I think it's going to be a very close game, but Cleveland over Atlanta on this one, for me. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna take Cleveland again in this game. Um, I really like how kind of Jacoby Brissett's running that offense. Right, and Dallas Washington. Obviously, Dallas is winning that game. If they don't, I I, I just don't see Dallas losing that game. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Carson Wentz has kind of been hot and cold. Uh, we'll see if he can bounce back in this game. But, yeah, I'm going to take Dallas again. I think that Dallas defense with Micah Parsons to Marcus Lawrence is going to give Dak, or, uh, Carson Wentz nightmares. So, Right. Um, Seattle, Detroit, uh, another one of those games where you got Jared, you got two new, new quarterbacks throwing the ball to new offenses. Um, but with the weapons behind uh, the helm, I'm, I'm thinking Seattle beats Detroit um, when it comes to defense and offensive plays on that. Yeah, no, I, I'm going to agree with you on that front. Um, I think Seattle is going to edge a win out here against Detroit. Um, and, uh, yeah. I think, and we go into the Tennessee-Indianapolis game. I think you tune into this game, you are going to see some fucking running backs run north-south all over defenses. Um, it is going to be, if it's not that kind of game, then it's going to be a low-scoring game because both of the quarterbacks have shown us so far they're not getting the ball to people. So most likely you're going to see a better game from Jonathan on this, and you're going to see, again, you're going to see Henry just destroy people. So it's going to be probably 100-plus yards from both teams. Yeah, I think uh, I think you're gonna see it be kind of the Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry games, right? They're gonna both mm-hmm. be trying to get the ball to their their back that kind of carries them. Um, so yeah, we'll see kind of how that shapes out. But I'm gonna have Tennessee taking that game. Right. And uh, next game, New York. I got Barkley running all the fuck over Chicago. Daniel Jones not making that many plays, but Barkley's going to run over Chicago. Chicago. We already talked about him. He's not the quarterback. Uh, Fields is not the quarterback over there. So yeah, no, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see the Giants take a win here. I really just don't trust Chicago's offense. Their defense has been mediocre at best. Um, so I just don't trust that offense. Yeah, first test of the season comes up though this Sunday for both teams: Jacksonville, Philadelphia. I hope that my boy Jalen makes this game, and I'm gonna pick him on this game. I think Jalen rallies his team to destroy Jackson. Not destroy it. Well, uh, close. I'm going to say maybe five points on that. But Jalen wins that game. Yeah. No, I think I I think I also see uh, I see the Eagles improving to 4-0. Mm-hmm. Crazy enough, but I see that happening. So. And then New York-Pittsburgh game. 
not a good football game to watch. Honestly, you're just going to see defenses, um, sack quarterbacks, and intercept the ball. Um, not like I, I feel like we're there's not many good quarterbacks left in the league. Now that I keep going through this list here, but um, it's just not going to be a good game to watch. Uh, I think Pittsburgh wins though because the Jets can't seem to put it together. So. Yeah, I mean, we'll kind of have to see uh, what it shapes out to be here. Um, I think Zach Wilson coming back should give the Jets a little bit of a spark, so I'm going to take the Jets in this game. Oh, okay. Um, this game here, another. this is going to be another one of the biggest tests. This might be a, a championship game here that you're going to witness, uh, Buffalo versus Baltimore. Their first meeting, their first championship meeting game you're going to see. Buffalo versus Baltimore. You're going to see run and gun versus gun. Who wins? I, I don't. I, Baltimore destroys them, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's tough to say, dude. That Buffalo deep, that Buffalo offense was held to under 27 points for the first time in, I think it was 14 weeks. Um, I think that's pretty impressive. Uh, so I think we're going to see an explosive out of this Buffalo offense. I think Buffalo takes this game over the Ravens. But do they do they cap in the red zone, though? 400 yards last game against nobody. I think you're going to see a better game from Stephon Diggs. Um, okay. I think you're going to see more explosive plays that are going to lead we'll to scoring see. opportunities. I think Lamar is him, and you're going to pick – I know you think Lamar is him, too, but I, I get what you're saying on that one. So that's, that's going to be a good game. I, I mean, I hope so. We all hope so, but uh, – Next game here, L.A., Houston. I think L.A. wins over Houston. Houston Houston needs to figure out what they're doing on all fronts. Um, not defensive, but offensive. They need to start rebuilding. They don't have the depth in their receivers. They need to pick some people off the free agency. They need to start making some moves to make their team better. Um, it's just not going to be good for them. I think Los Angeles... They win the game in the first two quarters, to be honest. Yeah, this is a this is a big bounce back game for the Chargers. If the Chargers lose this game, I have serious concerns uh, for that offense and for that team in general. Um, so I see the Chargers winning big here against Houston. I, I next game I see honestly see Baker beating out Arizona, um, not because of Baker, but because Christian McCaffrey kind of getting a little roll in. He was a little scared first couple games. He's getting his roll in. He's starting to get good here but I just don't see Kyler doing it for him uh, underrated or overrated quarterback in my opinion um, and they don't have his they don't have Hopkins so it's just not going to happen for him yeah I think we're going to see a game from uh, Carolina I think this is a game that Christian McCaffrey kind of takes over um, again Arizona's still kind of handcuffed without having uh, DeAndre Hopkins there uh, so I think it's a game that I, I see Carolina winning this game. I think it's a big-time big time play by Christian McCaffrey. Maybe Baker Mayfield starts to show up a little bit. Right. And then this game right here, I know you're going to be watching with freaking bells and I whistles. I mean, I will not be I, watching I, with much agony. Um, I think it's it's a pretty easy win. I think win Green Bay the, beats uh, you. Green Bay. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Green Bay um, – does any sort of like crazy beatdown though I could be surprised I think it's going to be a big ground and pound game from both teams mm -hmm. um, but Green Bay is going to win this game easily something something Josh said earlier um, uh, you, you're seeing 
the age in quarterbacks, the throws that are being made are, are purpose throws. Um, obviously, these guys are could be some people's grandparents nowadays, and they they just know what to do. They're, I just think Aaron Rodgers makes those throws, those purpose throws. The only interceptions that I really see happen are the the tips, the bounces. Um, just Aaron Rodgers, not looking too bad, but. He's not going to win a Super Bowl this year. Yeah, I mean, the Patriots, their defense is going to be what their identity becomes. Um, they've always have a strong defense under Coach Belichick. Um, and Belichick's going to take away the number one option for Aaron Rodgers, right? So he's mm-hmm. going to have to find those guys he doesn't usually throw to. Um, we'll see if Kyler Doug, uh, Kyle Duggar's able to be healthy. He's easily the Patriots' best defensive secondary player right now. Um, but that Patriots front four has been getting after the quarterback. Dietrich Wise has been playing really well. Um, Devon Godshaw and Christian Barmore up the middle with Matt Judon on the other end um, can might definitely be able to give Aaron Rodgers some tough um, right. tough looks. But again, if AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones are able to get going, it's going to be a long yeah. day for that Patriots front seven. Um, next game, I'm honestly not sure who's going to win, but I know that Vegas. Uh, this is a must-win for Vegas. There's no yeah. other way to put it. We know I talked they can about score this earlier. Points. If they don't win this football game, um, I think you're going to see some serious yes. considerations about potentially mm-hmm. moving on from their head coach that they just brought in relatively quickly. This is a terrible start for Las Vegas. Uh, they invested a lot of money into this team, a lot of time, a lot of resources, um, and this is not how they want it to be. Uh, this is not where they want it to be. Whiskey. Devontae Adams is going to need to have a big game here. Josh Jacobs will have to kind of wake up. Um, you're going to need to see Darren Waller get more involved. Derek Carr needs to have the best game of his career, I would say, at this point. Um, Derek Carr needs to, to get his shit together. Like, or he, at, he needs on to the get same, out. On the same, on the same side, um, this is a huge game for the Denver offense. I mean, Man. you you have a guy in Russell Wilson who's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. You need to let him – you need to, you got to start scoring points. You can't be putting up 11 points in games. I know your defense is strong, but – you're going to have to win this game. So this is going to be a really good game, a game to watch. Um, must win for Las yeah. Vegas. And, and Russell just really needs to – I mean, he's he's too nice, right? He's a very nice guy. He's too nice. Tell people what to do. You know what to do. I feel like I feel like if he almost took on – I mean, maybe because he, he's in Denver, but if he took on that, that Peyton role started making play calls, I feel like he makes the right calls at times. You know, like, he is a good quarterback, but I don't know. Um, we can move on to this next game here. Kansas City and Tampa Bay. Uh, this is Super Bowl. So, I honestly... I mean, this is a rematch. Kansas City what, destroys yeah. Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay is not looking good. Tampa Bay's defense has been, has been really good. Um, I think it's going to be an interesting game. This could be a game. Mike Evans will be back. Um, I oh, think Chris Godwin Mike is still sidelined for a little bit. We'll see if Julio Jones is healthy. Um, Mike Brady's Evans not is a big, back. Brady's not a big fan of losing to these young quarterbacks. So. No, he's not. Uh, um, I know he has a lot of mutual goat. respect for Patrick Mahomes and what Mahomes is able to do, but we'll see. That uh, That Buccaneers defense can be really strong. We'll just keep an eye on this game um, from a weather standpoint with the hurricane uh, that is coming into Tampa Bay. This game might be moved to another location. Yeah, um, I think they're still hopeful okay to play there it there. But um, this game may be played in another location. Still going to be the Sunday night game um, unless anything major happens that shifts that around. So, Yeah. 
And if Mike Evans is back, I do see a couple more play opportunities open up. But um, I see, I still see Patrick Mahomes getting healthy, trying to make a statement. Um, but I think I think Kansas City over Tampa Bay on that one. So. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Tampa Bay here. I think they uh, they put it together, beat Kansas City. Last but not least, here. Um, Los Angeles, San Francisco. I got uh, Los Angeles over San Francisco all day here. Um, Holmes is trash. Watch your mouth, Arrow, before you get banned. Right off the bat, dude. I'm just um, yeah, I I'm think just I think the Rams are the stronger team here. Um, San Fran obviously is kind of figuring out its identity. Um, I know they've had Jimmy Garoppolo at the helm before, and he's been successful. But uh, we'll have to see if they can put it together. Um, but yeah, LA is definitely my. Uh, my pick in this game. I think uh, I think a strong defensive yeah. showing. So I think you put Jimmy G in a different team that needs a quarterback right now, like Seattle. Oh my God! Just imagine Jimmy G in Seattle right now. He'd take that team pretty far, in my opinion. Just if you put Jimmy G in a team that needs a quarterback that has the weapons, I I feel like he he does some he does some things for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, absolutely. I mean Jimmy G's professional backup quarterback you know he's never really going to be that guy you want to be your frontline starter uh but he'll he'll be able to make you plays in games he'll get you wins um he's gotten san francisco to to everywhere they've needed to be in the past though that's yeah. my thing just unable to get those those big things done in the end mm-hmm. so. clutch zero but game win 100 you know what i mean yeah but uh, uh but yeah i think that that kind of concludes the uh the week three up wrap up and the week four preview um, hopefully we get some good football games. It's been uh, there've been some okay ones right now, but nothing super stellar so far. Yeah, I'd be interested to see which ones we're right about here. Well, uh, let's. Um, I think I might be back on to play some video games. So. Yeah, I mean, gonna... Arrow hit us, hit me up on uh, on Discord. Let's figure something out. I'd love to talk. Um, I'd love to talk playoff baseball with you. Kind of get get everything set for that um figure out a day that works for both of us um we can keep track of weekly picks if you want we can make a spreadsheet um but yeah arrow definitely hit me up let's figure that out and uh we'll kind of go from there all right um yeah the new guest thing is kind of weird but yeah you want to see our overall pick records that's fair we can uh we'll make some sort of spreadsheet we'll have to talk about our picks again I'll yeah. get my picks and we'll record them or some something like Let that. Let me use my famous green shot, not product <laughs> replacement, but look at that. It's so sexy. There you go. Um, I don't know. Do you? I don't know how you kick me off. Do I like just disconnect? If you want to go into another thing, I'm gonna hit the disconnect. See what happens. You may lose me. But. Um. I'm gonna send this to you. But yeah, I'm gonna drop this into. Actually, I'm just gonna raid out and then uh, pop back on if I do pop back on. But all right, guys. Let's see. Oh, Hebrews, of course. What am I thinking? Let's do it. Get up in there. 
Yeah, I am very much a dad. My kids are waiting right outside.